Hello everyone, I'm Lucy from Dandelion Social, an outcome-driven creative agency specialising in social media management and content marketing. We help to ensure that businesses achieve their goals using modern day marketing platforms and strategies. Welcome to episode 67 of the Dandelion Social podcast. I'd like to say a big thank you to our sponsors Supply My Business for their continued support. Supply My Business is a community of small businesses based in Kent in the UK that want to do more business locally. They are the one place where you can find all of the quality local suppliers you require for your everyday business needs and at the same time supply your goods and services to help meet the needs of local businesses just like yours. So once again, thank you to Supply My Business. First for today, I want to give you a quick update on what's been happening in the world of social media recently. So we have Facebook's update on video reshares. Last week, Facebook announced a series of new updates on its video reshare feature. In their blog post, Facebook says, quote, one of the best ways for creators to reach new audiences and broaden distribution of their videos on Facebook is when people reshare their videos. To make sure we're meeting the needs of both creators and those who reshare content, we're redesigning insights for reshares. We gathered feedback from creators and resharers and tested new metrics. We heard that creators want more information about which pages are resharing their videos. In addition, creators put a lot of work and investment into the videos they create and share on Facebook, and they would prefer it if resharers didn't have access to certain metrics about their videos. At the same time, we know that people who reshare videos want to understand how much engagement they're getting. With this in mind, we are making some updates to reshare metrics. So what's changing for the resharer? Well, we are removing the retention graph, average watch time, 30 seconds views, and detailed breakdown of views, so autoplay and slash click to play in unique and repeat. So only creators can see this information. We also tested offering minutes viewed, 10 second views and sound metrics with some pages, but we'll we'll be removing them as well for the same reason. Page owners who reshare videos will be able to see aggregated information about the demographics and general location of the people who are viewing that video. They'll also see a graph of daily views of the reshared video and additional breakdowns on the reshared video related to paid versus organic activity. What's changing for the creator? We are adding insights on which pages are resharing their videos and related metrics. In addition, during our review, of reshare metrics, we found two bugs impacting reshares. First, for the video average watch time of some reshared videos, we were displaying a zero value in video insights to the resharers instead of the correct value. Second, this same metric for video reshares was displaying an incorrect value for resharers. These insights will no longer be displayed to resharers, given the above updates we're making. It's important to note that the bugs impacted only resharers of videos, not video creators, in page insights and does not impact ads insights. The metrics and insights we provide to creators and resharers are a key part of informing areas of posting strategy and content creation. We are committed to continually improving the functionality, reliability and accuracy of our systems." Next up today is my feature of the week, which this week is all about the six elements you need to consider when designing your logo. The humble logo, the small graphical representation of our business and how we help the world. The underestimated profile photo placeholder. You almost feel sorry for it. Your logo is often one of the first things you create when starting your business. 
You get excited because it means you're actually doing this. No more talking, just action from now on. This is great, of course, but your logo affects the impression that your clients have of your business more than you think, so it pays to do it properly. How on earth can your logo affect people? how people view your business? I mean, if it looks half decent, that's enough, right? Nope, let's break it down. Say no to clip art. Let's get the obvious out of the way first. If you're grabbing clip art from Google Images, ignoring the copyright issues, then you'll, like, you'll look like a hobbyist. If you can't be bothered to brand your business properly, then a potential client will assume you can't be bothered to help them properly either and they'll move on. It's harsh, but true. On the flip side, if your logo and branding is slick and on point, then your service levels probably are as well. Colours. Believe it or not, the colours you use can change how people feel when they come into contact with your logo and therefore your business. There's a reason the stoplights are red. It stimulates your senses, putting you on alert. Your brain reacts by saving you from possible danger. If you're using a lot of red in your logo, it's having the same effect. It might be grabbing people's attention, but is it doing so for the right reasons? On the other end of the spectrum, blue is calming. Despite the obvious connections to water and the sea, blue is used a lot in bathrooms for this reason. However, blue can also seem cold and uninviting. This is where shades of different colours are useful. We chose green and brown as the main colours for dandelion social branding, specifically because green represents growth and fertility and brown represents friendship and reliability. Used together, they feel very earthy. We always wanted to approach marketing with a very down-to-earth and easy-to-understand approach. Taking time to think about how you want people to feel when they come into contact with your business, what the culture of your business is, are you laid back or formal, for example, will give the color choices you will guide the color choices you adopt. Fonts. Fonts are similar to color in that they impact the perception of your business. Serif style fonts such as Times New Roman are very traditional looking, but they give a feeling of authority. Sans serif fonts such as Helvetica are more modern and clean looking. Script style fonts are very popular currently. They can be extremely difficult to read if you're not careful, especially on smaller mobile screens. So if you're inclined to go down this route, check beforehand that it's actually viewable. Also, if it's popular, it means a lot of other businesses are also using the same style, so it's harder to be different. If our brains think, I've seen that style of font before, it literally switches off and loses attention. Be wearing that choosing the wrong font can also lead to some very interesting results. Graphics. Of course, you don't need to include graphics in your logo. Although it's worked out pretty well for Nike and Apple, it's certainly not required. What you definitely don't need to do is include an image that represents what it is you do. If you're a photographer, you don't need to give an image of a camera or parts of a camera. Most people are smart enough to make the assumption that you'll use a camera to take the photos. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. We actually prefer our own variation of this popular acronym keep it simple, sexy. Either way, the point is the same. Your logo will be used in a wide variety of places and most of these will require it to be quite small, so avoid cramming a ton of information into it. Not to mention, you want your logo to be memorable and people are more likely to remember simple things. Most people can remember the title of a chapter, but not the whole of the first paragraph. Compositional balance. I'm pretty sure this is just a made up phrase. It's a real thing though, and it's where getting someone to help you that really knows what you are doing can pay dividends. The various elements of your logo that we have already talked about need to sit together as an aesthetically pleasing whole. 
A logo with an unbalanced composition creates tension in the viewer. It's a technique that is often intentionally used in other areas of the arts, such as photography. For logo design though, a balanced composition is usually the preferred option. Summary. If you have the time, there's nothing stopping you from creating your logo yourself. A freshly boiled kettle and a couple of hours and you can make it happen. However, there's more to an effective logo than you might think. So it can pay to talk to someone who will take the time to connect your business and its culture and philosophies with the end result. Finally for today, I am joined by Jade Pluck of LinkedIn to Success, which provides training on all things LinkedIn to individuals and businesses. Jade launched her business in 2011 after realising the potential that LinkedIn offered her in identifying and targeting exactly the people she wanted to meet. Jade's aim is to provide her clients with more than just LinkedIn training. She wants her clients to be able to implement LinkedIn into their daily routines with goals in mind so that they get the results they want. If you'd like to know if you'd like to find out more about how Jade might be able to help you, you can visit her website at linkedin2success.co.uk. You can also follow Jade on Twitter at Jade Pluck and obviously connect with her on LinkedIn. Hi Jade, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. That's all right. So, what made you decide to start LinkedIn to Success? Um, it actually came out of uh, my first business, which was a um, virtual assistant business. Oh, really? And I, um, yes, yes, that's what I started originally. That's what and I started I just... originally. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love, I love the, I love a virtual assistant. Yeah. Um, and I, that, I just kind of started doing work um, for clients with LinkedIn, for myself with LinkedIn, and then people just, uh, you know, started coming to me asking for, for help with LinkedIn. That's how I just kind of separated it out eventually, yeah. and um, glad I did really, because it's really nice to, you know, just look at one area and help yeah. people, you know, with LinkedIn. in one thing, yeah, definitely. So, what does LinkedIn actually offer to subscribers and members? Uh, well, it depends, obviously, what um, what kind of package you have. There's the, the free account, which is you know, completely, um, you know, fine to use. I mean, I used it for a long, long time, um, you know, where you can use it really effectively. And then they have got premium and other paid for options. But if you're just starting out and you're just getting used to using uh, LinkedIn, you know, just stick with the, the free account. You can connect with people, you know, you can write them messages, you can share content, all that stuff can be done on the, the free account. Can you message someone that you're not connected to with a free account? Um, well, there is actually a way to do it, which is, now I say this now, it, it, they do take it away and it comes back. It's there at the moment. Right. Um, if you go into the groups, you can uh, search the group members and you can find someone there and then you can message them through the group right. as a private message. You can have like, there's 15 a month you can do on that. Okay. But as I said, it is a feature that they do, you know, they do take it away every now and again. So, um, but when I last checked, it was there. So yes, cool. you can. Cool. So in your opinion, as an expert mm -hmm. on LinkedIn, should um, members of LinkedIn accept all connection requests that they receive? Or should they be wary of ones that of people that they don't know and they haven't got anything in common with or any interest in? Definitely. I mean, you know, when people, you know, ask me about this and they're just, you know, trying to build their connections, you know, even if you're just starting out, just connect with people that you know, mm. people that you've met, 
Um, but then as you start to use LinkedIn more, what you need to do is go on to that connection request, have a look at that person, have a look if you've got any joint connections in common, mm. you know, have a look, you know, go on to their profile, have a look to see um, if you've got any joint groups, um, uh, just have a look at their profile to see where they work, um, you know, their experience, and then take that judgment call because... There are uh, there are fake accounts, there are spam accounts out there. Um, so just be wary of ones that have no information on them, that perhaps have no profile picture on them. Mm. And if you're unsure, just click that ignore because if you ignore it, they don't get notified that you ignore them. Oh right. Uh, yeah, I, I you know they they just don't connect with you. Right. Okay. Um, talking about photos and profiles that don't have photos. Mm. Um, should I mean? My business partner and husband is a headshot photographer, so he would always say that you should use a professional headshot photo on your LinkedIn profile. Do you agree with Absolutely. that? Absolutely. LinkedIn is, you know, it's a very professional business networking site, so you've got to have a professional headshot. Mm. Now they do have uh, functions um, now that you can um, have some kind of functionality for cropping and, and editing images. Uh, which is great and you can actually do a nice job but still if you're using it for business if you get the same shot done you can use it across your other social profiles yeah. on your website so I'd always advise to get to get one uh, done by a professional yeah. photographer cool. so yeah so the, your, your picture of yourself on the beach in your bikini is probably not the greatest idea then oh that's it and then you see them with your you know people's arm round and you know on a night out and, yeah. it, oh, it just, and, and you know that it's not a professional headshot. You only see an arm, just a random arm in the background. That's it. That's it. No, big no-no. Hmm. Yes, definitely. So what's the difference between a personal profile and a business profile? Um, so when you start a LinkedIn um, account, you'll have your personal profile. Now, it's very important that you only have one personal profile. LinkedIn don't allow you to have two. Right. If you do have two, just by mistake, don't panic. The best thing to do is just contact LinkedIn and they'll merge the two accounts for you. Okay. Just tell them one you want to keep and then they'll merge them across. Right. Um, so once you've got your personal profile, you can then set up a, um, a business or a company page. Mm -hmm. So you can have as many of those as you want. Um, just a few simple criteria um, for starting that company page. You've got to have an email account in that company name. Right. So as long as you've got that, you can start your company page and then make sure you're linked to the company page in your profile and to, to know to to, uh, to see how you're linked to that company page you'll see your company logo on your profile and then you know that you're linked right. up to the company page so a business page is or a business profile is very similar to a facebook business page um i would like to comment on that but i closed my facebook business page many years ago but i guess uh, hopefully I'll kind of remember what they um, do. You can, um, like Facebook, you can sponsor the content, you know, from your company page. So the ads are there if you want them. Um, and I, I guess really the fundamentals are the same. You've got to build your followers. You've got to put good content. You've got to yeah. engage, you know, with the people that follow your company page. Yeah, so They, they work in I'd similar ways, don't they? But I think you've just got to be, users have got to be wary that they are also very different profiles as well or, or platforms as well. Yes, yes, that's it. Okay, so how would you recommend someone promote themselves on LinkedIn if they were looking for a new job? Uh, if you're looking for a new job, have a think about uh, the area of, 
you know business the type of company that you want to you know go to and then you know make sure the content that you're sharing on LinkedIn and your profile now maybe I should start with your profile to be honest because if you're looking for a new job make sure you've got uh, the, the qualities and uh, you know what that kind of job you want to go to mm. have that on your profile have your previous experiences what you've achieved there um so that when you're starting to look for a job when someone's looking at your profile they can see what you're good at they can see the areas that you've worked in um and then as i was saying about the content there you know if you're starting to look for a new role make sure you're sharing content that's around that you know kind of role you know if you're looking for a new marketing role share content about marketing yeah. show interest in the subject okay. um yeah, definitely. And how, and how about if you are trying to promote your business on there? So promoting your business, which is the the area that I love, you know, to train in, um, is again your profile. Get the benefits of your business on your profile, so that when people land on there, they know exactly how you can help them. Um, and then with the content, you want to show that you're the expert. So write content, share content. You don't have to. You know, if you're just starting out, you don't have to write content yourself. Just share um, influences in your area. Share their content with your followers. Just always think about how you can help your audience. Um, So, yeah, definitely a good way to start. And obviously, there's a LinkedIn publishing platform, which is brilliant for, um, uh, you know, writing uh, content about what interests you. Pick your best, pick your best post and put it onto LinkedIn because you perhaps don't want to put them all on. I mean, you can post as frequently as you want yeah. to, but um, I always make sure you are really happy with the posts that go onto LinkedIn because they get such good engagement. Mm. So, Cool. So what are your top tips for being successful on LinkedIn? Uh, top tips are um, start off with your profile. If you're going to start using LinkedIn uh, regularly, make sure your profile is complete and up to date. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd go along the lines of content, you know, start showing yourself as the expert, you know, be active in, in looking at what people are putting on LinkedIn and, and answer to people's questions. Mm-hmm. You know, you could do that with content that you've written or just by simply writing in a post. Right. Um, and then in turn with all that and, and having an idea of who you want to connect with, mm-hmm. because uh, once you start to do that, you know, you can start to connect with people in your area. They'll start to see what you're doing. And that's when the business, you know, starts to come to you. Cool. So is, in your opinion, LinkedIn um, a social media platform in the sense like Facebook and Twitter are? Or do you see it more as sort of an online CV instead? Um, I, I want to say neither, actually. <laughs> um, because, well, it is, I guess it's kind of your CV, yeah. but it's more than your CV. Because... If you're working um, in a company, people then tend to, I guess, more see it as a CV because that's how they think of LinkedIn. But yeah. it's more because you can really showcase, you know, what you're passionate about, what you're good at, um, and it's it's slightly different to social media, as in like Facebook and Twitter. And I do, I love Twitter because it's more business orientated. Mm-hmm. So although if you're in a company, showing your company culture is really, uh, people love that. They love seeing what your company are doing, what the employees are doing. Um, so you've got that slight social element, but it's not as social. Right. So, I mean, it, with, with the social element side of things, you, users still need to be interacting with their connections to be to be able to get the best use out of it. 
Definitely, because this is the thing that people love to see, this human side of a business. Mm. Um, and that's where, when I work with companies, getting that you know that buy-in from the top. You know, if the rest of the staff see the you know the top people in that company using LinkedIn, and, and then uh, their cl- their customers, their clients, you know, see them with their thoughts, what you know, what they're writing, it it's uh, in turn um, increases uh, you know increases sales, increase increases the pipeline for that company. So yeah, it's really key. Cool. that's fantastic. It's given me a more of an insight in how I should be using my profile on LinkedIn a little bit more. Um, and mm, I hope it's, yeah it's... no things you can always just keep doing more as to how much time you've got so yeah yeah definitely it is it's, it's all about time and, and what type of content to post like it is with every platform isn't it mm. that's it that's it and when you start just do it and the thing with LinkedIn actually over other social sites is you don't have to post quite as much you no. know you could just post a couple of times a week you know rather than Twitter you could post eight or ten times a day yeah. and it's you know acceptable you don't have to do as much on LinkedIn no cool well, I hope that's been helpful to our listeners and they can find you at linkedintosuccess.com or .co.uk? Uh, .co.uk and .co.uk. just search me on LinkedIn too, Jade Pluck. I think there's only one of me still. So, I think there um, is. I think yeah, you had a look the other day. I think there's definitely still only one of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, connect and always ask any questions. It's fine. Oh, brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Lovely. Thanks, Lucy. Thank and you. I'll speak to you soon. Definitely. Take care. Bye. that's all from me this week thank you so much for listening i hope you found it useful if you have any questions or would like me to go into more detail on any of the points i've mentioned feel free to drop me an email at lucy at dandelionsocial.com i reply to all of my emails personally don't forget you can follow me on twitter at dandelion sm that's s for social and m for media you can also follow me on instagram at we are dandelion social and like my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash dandelionsocial. I'd like to again thank our sponsors Supply My Business for their continued support. If you'd like to know more about what they do, you can visit supplymybusiness.co.uk. Each episode of the Dandelion Social podcast goes live every Thursday. To make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe. Thanks again for listening, have a great week, and see you back here again next Thursday for episode 68.